Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the pandemic episodes. I am your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we'll meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and heal even under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to all of those who in this time of crisis are offering their hearts and talents to us all. And I'm very happy today to have as our guest, Elena Tedeschi, who is a chef and the founder of Well-Rooted Kitchen. Hello, Elena. Hello, so excited well, to be here. Welcome to have you here. It, it sounds fascinating. Well-Rooted Kitchen. Tell me about that. How, what, what is it and how did it get started? Oh, how did I get started? Well, um, originally, the quick and the dirty is I was um, sort of slated to go into med school. And in college, I was pre-med, took some psych classes, loved, loved psychology, did that for a while, moved, this is in North Carolina, moved to New York to further that, um, to get my master's in social work. And then sort of decided, you know, instead as being a therapist and helping other people pursue their lives, um, you know, passions, I said, I should probably practice what I preach and my passion um, in life ever since I was like super little and can hold a spatula has been to, to cook. So I decided to um, pause the therapy world and go to culinary school. And so I went to culinary school um, at the Natural Gourmet Institute um, in New York. And I was personal chefing for a little while. And, and originally the name Well Rooted Kitchen was for my personal chef business with the idea of helping people um, nurture themselves and have you know, healthy roots through nutrition. And then I was like, that's not quite the perfect fit for what I want to be doing. And I started doing more teaching, which is what I was, you know, sort of doing before the chef world. Um, and then my therapy world came back around and I started working with um, kids and adults with uh, learning disabilities and developmental disabilities, um, which I don't really even like to calling it that just different abilities, unique abilities. Um, and so it's sort of has brought me here over the last, when did I start Well Rooted Kitchen? Um, almost 10 years ago um, to its new iteration where it's really um, life lessons learned through cooking and using cooking, not so much the nutrition aspect, although that's very important too, but the act of cooking as this um, therapeutic tool. So now it's more about, and the name still fits. <laughs> I've debated changing the name, but Well Rooted Kitchen of establishing those um, just healthy roots for a strong life, whether that is in nutrition or in feeling independent um, via cooking or whatever that may be. So it's it's taken this very long little path right, to get here. Right. Well, it's a fascinating <laughs> path. And you said something, you wrote something that said that using cooking, you can use cooking to teach life skills and help people have more fulfilled, independent and delicious lives. I understand the delicious part. How does this teach life skills? How does cooking teach life skills? Well, from, um, I sort of apply it in a couple of different ways. One, very concretely, um, some of the um, individuals that I work with, it really is just an independent living skill, like being able to, to shop, budget, to cook without hurting yourself, to know how to properly store things. Um, and 
I have some some kids were young one young adult specifically that I work with um now and his mom says that I'm teaching him not just to cook but how to be like a full functioning human which is um I laugh but it's such a but it really when she first said it it kind of made me tear up because she said you know Elena we all have to eat um and being able to cook for yourself and not you know not hurt yourself or cut yourself is is really important so it's so that's part of it that independent piece. Um, and it's a skill that we all need. I mean, we could order out and have Uber Eats and all of that yes, every day. But, right. You know, you could do that, I guess, in this day and age and well, get away with it. Also depends on your income to be able to do that all the time. Exactly, exactly. And, and a lot of the people that I work with are not at a level where they can, you know, be ordering out all the time. And it's, you know, and there's something to be said about the energy that you put into cooking for yourself. So, so there's that aspect. And then I think also cooking can be very emotional or you can look at it as um, in a way how you would look at art therapy. Like it's not necessarily about the painting that you design or the, the dish that you end up cooking, but what comes up for you when you're cooking? Are you someone that loves recipes and needs that like boundary and support and do you, are you that way in, you know, in your work life or your regular life where you need a job that's, that tells you what to do? Or are you like, forget these recipes. I want to be creative and I want to think outside the box. And is that how you are in, in your life, you know, outside of the kitchen? So that's an area that I'm really looking to explore even more. Well, well that's interesting. One thing that occurred to me when you were saying that was, could it be possible that somebody who is, you know, uses work to con not control, but to be in, a, in a conf an area that's set a set set rules and likes to do cooking because they can be open, they can do try different things as opposed to being able to not try in the work world. Have you you seen know, I've seen that? it. I've seen it both ways. I I joke that my little like recipe, like whether you like a recipe or hate a recipe is like whether you're like type A or type B, <laughs> it's not a formal assessment, <laughs> but you know, I think, the, <laughs> um, and there's so much more to that obviously, but um, I do, I think there's some people that they find it liberating to be able to just cook and be creative. And, and I know from people that I've worked with or even just close friends where they're like, oh, that looks great. How do you make that? I'm like, oh, just here's the things. And they're like, no, no, no. I need you to tell me like exactly how much I need of each thing and how long it needs to go into the oven. And so they're not looking for that escape. They need like the guidance even. When they need the guidance, yes. <laughs> most of the people that you work with right now, it sounds like you're working with some people with issues that are, that are not just everyday issues. Is that correct? Um, yes, both um, part of my work is with an agency that has um, residential homes. So there's individuals that can't live on their own. So they live in like a supported living situation. And in that um, area, I work with the agency as a whole, the managers that kind of manage the house and the staff and the individuals um, in it's very multifaceted. It's in making sure that the food and the menus are culturally relevant. They reflect, you know, the cultural backgrounds of the individuals that live there. Um, there's textural issues that have to go into it. Um, and also 
giving um, skills to the staff that are cooking because oftentimes the people that are in the homes like working there aren't necessarily, you know, cooks or chefs. Well, that was whether you were cooking for everybody or there was someone else. Cooking. I'm not. No, I'm not cooking for everyone. Um, this particular agency has like 37 different houses and they- Is this the Center one. for Family Support? Um, no, I, I've done work with them. This is um, Institutes for Human Dynamics. Um, but Center for Family Sports is, is an agency as well that I wor have worked with. Okay. And, um, and then I have some private clients too that I work just one-on-one -on -one, um, doing cooking classes. And um, again, throughout the class, it's, it's cooking. We talk about social skills or you know, personal space. There's a lot of things that come up through the, through the class that's not just about the cooking. Um, sometimes- right they get like really excited. And so we have to stop and take a breath and refocus, make sure that we're not, you know, moving too quickly, making sure we're being safe. Um, not burn down the house. Thing. Not burn down the house. <laughs> Very important. But you know, there's one thing that's interesting. When I talk to you, I, I, I'm remembering my life, part of my life, which was I had a divorce and a young daughter, custody of a young daughter. She was about, she was 11. And I, knew, I had no idea how to cook. And I had to start and learn to cook. Mm -hmm. So otherwise I would be doing the, the takeout all the time. And, and, and not only was it not affordable, it didn't seem like a great idea. And I discovered this wonderful thing that I like to cook. And then as my daughter got older, we cooked together. And there was something about that, about family cooking together or people cooking together that I found very satisfying. I like, yes. I like that. I, I don't know if that's part of something that you've, encountered oh for sure i mean through in my life it's been very important growing up i um originally i was born in italy and my family moved to um the states to maryland when i was six and we always had dinner together maybe you know breakfast was a little bit on the go lunches you know when we were at school or whatever weren't always together but dinner was like you know my mom would be like Tutti a tavola, which means everybody's to the table and you everybody you stop whatever you're doing you come and you eat dinner um and throughout my life whether it was college and the college dorms I was cooking for everybody <laughs> um, when I got my apartment in New York and it was like a shoebox and I my most important thing was to have some sort of dining room table and then when I moved in with my now husband I was like we need a table and he was looking at me like we have no space and I was like I don't care but we have to have a dining room table for that I think cooking just brings people together, you know, cooking, whether you're cooking together or cooking for someone or having someone cook for you, just, it's just such a nice time to bond. And I really try to do that too. Mm -hmm. I have a five-year-old now and that's important. He cooks with me and we try to make sure that we're all together for dinner. So it's, I think it's lovely. And I think we don't do as much of it and that's part of why I love the culinary education piece is because I want to be able to empower people to feel like they can do that. And whether it's every day or whether it's just a special occasion, it's okay. But, um, but I want people to feel like they can actually, you know, be able to do that, feed themselves and feed their loved ones. Right. Well, then today, of course, the pandemic has led us to doing everything on Zoom. Are you doing all your cooking classes and the work for the Foundation, not foundations, but the organizations on Zoom? Um, initially, it was a lot on Zoom, which 
is not ideal. I'm a very like people person, <laughs> you know, and I want to be around people and with people and feed people. Um, but it did, it, it, you know, we had to pivot that word that I think everybody's starting Become to a, a favorite <laughs> word these days, pivot, yes. Pivot, right? Um, to online, um, but it opened up some interesting doors. Um, I do some cooking classes with this awesome um, organization called Sunshine Project, who they had just started um, before the pandemic to meet in person. And then they had to, you know, adjust <laughs> and go online. And I was introduced to them through like a mutual friend. And um, so I've been doing some cooking classes on Zoom with them. And what's cool about that is we've had people from like Hawaii and all over join these cooking classes. Um, and it's for individuals with um, special needs and their families. And so to what you were just saying, we all get together and we cook a meal. Uh, it's a one hour class. And then at the end, they all sit down with their families and, and cook. So, so I love that. I love being able to facilitate a little bit of normalcy, even throughout this, you this, know, yeah. madness. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lovely thing to bring during this pandemic, the loving care and facility, facilitate something like that. So you have people eating after they cook from all over the world. Yeah. I don't know how, how far I know that um, Elma, the lady that runs it, has said that she's had, because she has a whole list of things that she does. It's like this, basically an online community center. Right. Um, and doing some things online, but she's mentioned people from like Abu Dhabi and all over. So, but definitely all over the U.S. Yes, yes. Well, it's wonderful. I mean, that's one of the things that I've t learned by talking to different people over this time, how that the pandemic with its downsides that we all understand, but the Zoom part of it has opened up, even though it might be difficult, such as a, a wedding. Uh, you know, it's changed the wedding. Okay, you're not going to have all your family at your wedding except you are, you're gonna have more than that, I was told, but you can have people from all over the world come to your wedding, which you might not have, certainly would not have had necessarily in person. So it, you can have people cooking all over the world. Maybe they have, do you cook, when you do that with that group, do you have specialty items you're cooking or are you just, I mean, are you doing Italian because your, your background is Italian? No, so funny enough, um, even though I'm Italian, it's probably the least of what I cook just because growing up I guess here in America my mom was always like trying different foods and different cultures which I think is another really amazing aspect of cooking which is why I love it so much not only because I like to eat but because it's also a way into learning about other cultures um and so in that class we have made um what have we made so far we did a shakshuka which is like an Israeli dish. We've done sushi, Indian food, you know, like a curry. Um, so it's, it kind of goes around the world. And there's another chef that also teaches. So we've sort of coordinated and funny enough, she did like an Italian dish. She was like, do you want to do it? Cause you're Italian. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. It's fine. Like just because I'm Italian doesn't have to be that I have to do the Italian dish. <laughs> um, and so I, and that's how it is in all of my classes. I love to explore and try out different cultures. And you have clearly a lot of experience. I mean, you, you can do all the various countries and do different dishes. Where, yeah, where yeah. did you get all that experience? Um, some from traveling, 
I'm fortunate that my parents definitely took us traveling a lot and it was always very big on finding the local places to eat. Like my dad always says like, don't, <laughs> this is like totally an Italian conspiracy theory here, but he would be like, don't ask the concierge at the hotel where to go because they're going to send you where they get kickbacks. Right. My dad was, he's going to laugh. He would always say, ask like the old lady with like the groceries or, you know, like someone local that you like the fisherman, if you're in a sea place, like where do they go um, to really get like the local flavors. Um, and so that's something that I carry on. Like I, when I travel, that's my favorite way of traveling is through the food, like food tours, trying the food and off the beaten path. So I, I try to bring that into my cooking. I have friends from all over. So I love to learn from them or their parents. So, um, or I try to recreate dishes from eating at different restaurants. Um, so sometimes, you know, I always give it a, the disclaimer of some things I know are pretty authentic because maybe I learned it in a travel and some things are like my sort of, you know, take on that cultural food. So I can't claim to be obviously an expert in, in all cultures, but I-, well, I We won't ask you to do that. Do you have any favorite, <laughs> do you have any particular favorite uh, either types of food or dishes, particular dishes? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I get asked this often. Like if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life. What would oh you no, eat? forget eating one food for the rest of your life. No, <laughs> no, I know. If, you, you're pick a re- if you're going to go to a restaurant, let's do it this way. If you were going to go to a restaurant, assuming we had restaurants that everybody could go to now and you're safe and all that, what kind of restaurant would you go to? Mm, I, I really like like Thai food. We went on our honeymoon in Thailand. We did Thailand, uh, Cambodia, and Vietnam, and it was just delicious. Mm. We were lucky that some friends that um, were from Thailand, so they would take us to, you know, places that you would never necessarily go to on your own because you didn't even know they were there. So I really love Thai food and just kind of Asian food in general, although I don't, you know, want to lump them all together because they're so different, but those Yes, and that's wonderful (laughs) when you can go someplace where someone takes you and says, you know, this is authentic and this is my favorite place. That always is wonderful. That's a delightful thing. In your classes, your various classes, are there a mixture of men and women or boys and girls or are they more of one sex than the others? Or does it not seem to matter? Um, It doesn't seem to matter. I've had I've had, as far as ages, I, um, pre-pandemic for like five or six years up until the pandemic, I was teaching, um, at the JCC in the Upper West Side, uh, kids cooking classes. And I loved it. I think my youngest kid was 18 months old. It was 18 months, 18 (laughs) months old. He came with his mom. Um, and in this class, the, for the little kids, like the two and three-year-olds, they, there was always like a caregiver with them, um, but we would cook real food and we would travel each week was like, we went to a different country. We did India, Asia, you know, or I mean, India, China, um, Spain, Israel, Italy, Germany, like we really every week. And that was for like six years. And we really tried to um, go around the world. Um, and so those were like little, little ones. And there was no, there was girls and boys. Um, then I've done uh, cooking, a cooking class at the JCC as well that was called um, Community Cooks. That was great. That was a very um, inclusive class. So there was individuals 
but they were these were teens um, with special needs and typically developing. I don't know the, the terms are always changing, so I'm always like afraid I'm saying the wrong term. Um, but it was great. We would get together, we would all cook as a group, and then we didn't actually eat that food. We would donate it to a local shelter. So that was awesome. But I got to know the kids really well um, in doing that. And so it was, again, even though they weren't eating the food, they were still getting to cook the food together and that really bonded them. And then they were able to do this really beautiful thing of delivering the food. And you never, it was amazing to see kind of both groups, so to speak, like you never really felt like, oh, someone has special needs or someone doesn't. It was just a beautiful, cohesive group. So I love that, that kind how of team building. About what age were they? They were um, like high schoolers, primarily. Okay. Like That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Like 13 to 18, give or take. And now... Of course. Do you think you'll be able to get back to that? Will you, do you want to go back to that when the pandemic is completely gone? Let's imagine it happens and everyone can go wherever they want. Would you, what would you like to see? What's your vision, I guess, is the question for that time that's coming and we're starting to see now, but haven't quite got there yet. Well, the, the pandemic uh, pushed us to move from not that far, basically from the, the other side of Manhattan Island from Brooklyn. We went from, you know, from, from west to, or from east to west, from Brooklyn over to New Jersey. Um, and it's it'll be a year and like a couple of weeks officially that we're like New Jersey residents. Um, so it's it's been like a little bit of an interesting time where I stop and think, okay, um, you know, what do I want to do as far as, you know, with well-rooted kitchen or just in general? Um, I definitely want to continue in the culinary education piece and, and that using cooking as a, a living skill. Um, whether it's, you know, I've, I've contemplated like maybe looking and seeing if I could open up my own school, like an inclusive um, culinary and like wellness center. So that's a thought. Um, Definitely months ago, I was like, well, this is kind of a silly thing to try to build in the middle of a pandemic and not knowing if what's going to happen with the pandemic. I think every day as things seem to improve, I'm like, okay, maybe that's a good direction to go into and have my own, my own space. Because I think with the pandemic, I realized that I was going in 20 different directions. You know, I was at the JCC and then from September to like right up until it got shut down, I was the director of a cooking school at Fairway um, and, and then private clients. So I was kind of running all over and, and trying to teach as many people like as I could and reach as many people as possible. And I've had to, you know, it's, it's made me take a little bit of a step back and, and refocus. Um, and moving to a whole new area, even though I'm, you know, still have access to New York, of course, that's, that's the biggest question. So I know that wasn't really quite an answer. I think I'm, I'm still developing it a little bit, well, it but I know like what it's for. <laughs> teaching is what you want to be doing. Exactly. And the root of it, you know, no pun intended, uh, is definitely that the education and the empowering people um, through cooking is will be the core of what I'm doing. And then exactly where <laughs> that's yet to be uh, right. determined. I wonder, it's interesting to me, I wonder if, if there's a market 
uh, I'm an old ex-advertising person. Is there a market for young women, single women, to learn to cook and and and, and as a, a preparation for a, maybe a, possibly a married life or just an adult life? Well, um, I think it's the men that need to cook. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, entirely possible. Listen, I think my, I, I'll tell you this. My wife, her mother said, <laughs> if you only date men who can cook, you're bound to fall in love with one of them. And she did. <laughs> I, I'm the cook in the house. Oh, there you go. My husband's also a very good cook. I mean, he's learned, you know, I taught him a few things. But um, I mean, that's what I think is so fascinating about this. It could really be applied to so many um, different sectors. Um, what's been interesting for me is sort of this intersection between my past life as like a behavior analyst. Um, and I wasn't just working with individuals with like developmental intellectual disabilities, but also people struggling with like depression and anxiety. Um, and so I think cooking can be, you know, very meditative. And um, recently I've been taking this course in nutritional psychiatry, which is really interesting about food and how it affects, we all know like food can affect our physical health, but there's sure. so much coming out about food and our mental health. So that's really that area of the mental health meets cooking and how can cooking and what you eat improve your, your overall health. Um, and so- well, I think it's fascinating. And I think what's going to be fascinating is we're gonna to have to come back and visit you in a couple of years and see where this has taken you. It all sounds marvelous and, and useful and very helpful to people, but I can imagine different cooking classes for life skills in, at various levels of various people uh, needing yeah. it and enjoying it and, and having a, and learning, not just learning, but having fun. And because part exactly. of it is having fun. And you get to eat it afterwards. That's the nicest you get to part. Eat it. That's the best part, right? You get to eat it. Yeah, that's what's been really interesting in all these years of doing this work and having, you know, into little ones as young as, like I said, 18 months old in a cooking class. And then, you know, up until I don't know how old this person was, but um, but everywhere in between, and you know, with or without other special circumstances whether it's someone just improving their knife skills because they wanna impress somebody or whether it's someone really having to learn how to properly hold the knife um, or know how to turn on a stove or boil water safely, you know, and everywhere in between. Um, it's, it's just been amazing. I've worked with a group of, this was young girls in like with body image and we talked about just cooking to nourish yourself. And, and not sort of like to prevent and, or the hope of the course was to prevent um, like eating disorders. So that's an interesting world. Um, so it's, it can really be applied to, to so many arenas. Well, certainly learn how to, how to cook nutritiously, how to cook with foods that are not processed foods. I mean, that's one of the big issues in, in the nutritional world is the processing of food. So learning how to cook from scratch, so to speak, is... I guess very healthy and very important. Exactly, it is. And if you're cooking it for yourself and you're making it from a scratch as much as possible, chances are it's probably gonna be a little bit better than store-bought. <laughs> right. you know? right. 
Well, now my question, the time is running out. It's amazing how much fun I'm having and, and the time zips by. Uh, but if someone listening to us now would like to find out more either about your classes or just about you, uh, how do they get in touch with you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, they can go to my website, which is um, well-rooted, like tree roots, wellrootedkitchen.com. Okay. That's my website. It's also the same well-rooted kitchen um, on Instagram, which will be sort of shifting to focus much more on this kind of mind, mood, food area. Um, or they're welcome to email me at Chef Elena, which is E-L-E-N-A at wellrootedkitchen.com. Yeah, well-rooted, okay. Well, that's wonderful. That's excellent. And I hope that I'm fascinated. So maybe I'll call you. I don't know. We'll see how it happens. Anyway, yeah, been... you have to come over for dinner. You're not that far from me. <laughs> that's right. Yes, indeed. We'll have to do that. All right. So thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to add in the last minute here that we have? Any, any thoughts of the future or the, what you've learned from this whole experience so far? Oh, from this whole experience, I just, I just really hope that, um, you know, this has, I know it's been a crazy time and I, and it's brought so much heartache for so many people, you know, including like I lost an aunt in Italy, um, COVID. And so it, it's definitely very, you know, it, it hit very close to home, but I think that I hope it has allowed some people or most of us to take a little bit of time to take stock in what we want to do with our lives, which is what I'm, you know, currently kind of in the process of doing and be able to like readjust a little bit. And, and it sounds, I think, so cheesy to say, but that it really is life is, you know, it, you never know it's short and really to take that time and have dinner with your loved ones, you know, stop and cook for yourself a little bit and just try to enjoy those little moments as fleeting as they can be. But that's what I wish for everyone to have yep. that. That's lovely. That That's little lovely. bit of deliliousness in their little life. A little bit of deliciousness. <laughs> Everyone should be delicious and have deliciousness. Yeah. <laughs> well, Elena, thank you so much for being a guest on this show. And it's been a fascinating time. And I hope you, I, I look forward to the future with you and what you bring to the world. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Take good care now.